Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thank you, Christopher. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I talk about four different types of freedom, financial, time, location, and health freedom. And so today, I'm always interested in bringing guests that are experts in digital marketing, entrepreneurs, um, growing your audience. So today we have Kevin Snow, and he's actually a digital sales tech expert. He's a serial entrepreneur. He's the founder of Time on Target and COO of uh, Success Champion. So uh, I'm always, I love talking with entrepreneurs um, and just get the inspiration, the message out there. So Kevin, welcome. Hey, thanks, Christopher. It's really great to be here today. Yeah, um, we had uh, connected through PondMatch and, you know, like I said, I love just networking and connecting with people with a bigger and larger vision. So tell us how you got started and we'll go from there. So, uh, yeah, it, it's funny because I start, I didn't start my company because I had this really cool idea that or how I could change the world or do anything like that. Uh, at the time, I was actually working with a, a networking organization and I was one of their directors and I was really good at launching chapters for them. So uh, other people started to find out that I was you know, doing really cool things with it and uh, the other regions would call me up and they'd, or they'd email me or see me at a conference and say, hey, Kevin, can you come teach my team how to do what you're doing? And I'm like, sure, sounds great. I'd love to visit Houston or, or Florida or, or wherever they wanted to bring me. And they're like, yeah, and we'll we'll pay for your hotel and we'll pay for your flight. I'm like, sweet, I'm winner, winner, chicken dinner. Uh, and then they follow that up with, and we'll pay you money. I'm like, oh, well, crap, now I need a business. <laughs> so I literally started my company originally because people wanted to pay me to come train their teams how to do something that I did. So I'm like, all right, I made time on target. Sounded like a cool name at the time. I was uh, still in, I was relatively new in the military. So uh, I was like, oh, we'll use the military term. I launched the company and uh, started doing that and started speaking on other stages, going to conferences, speaking at uh, business organizations. Companies would hire me to come in and talk about sales and networking. And it was really cool. Uh, but then I deployed for a year uh, over to Iraq and Kuwait. And when I came back, I had nothing on my speaking roster. I had nothing in my pipeline. I had no gigs lined up whatsoever. And I, and I had that my the, my first big, oh crap, moment. And, and I realized that I had grown a really cool job. I hadn't built a company. So I, I went, after the deployment, I came back and I made this big shift in my business. And I, I realized I either had to go back to work and do sales for someone else, or I had to do something with my business to make it scalable. So I made a big shift from the speaking as the product to the speaking as a business development tool. And then we really got to work uh, jumping into how businesses actually did sales. And we started working with them to actually rehab their program, 
or for a lot of our clients, they're at that point where they're ready to add on salespeople, but they didn't know how. So we would come in and actually help them figure out what their sales program would look like. And we'd help them create it over six to nine months. And it was a lot of fun. It was really cool. Learned a ton about different industries and how sales works and the clients and all that type of stuff. Uh, and then I started realizing there were parts of what we were doing that weren't scalable for me. Uh, one of them was the job hire thing. And when you, if you've ever hired salespeople or business development reps, you want to hire more than one at a time, that's a lot of interviews. <laughs> I'm like, I can't do more than one client of these at a time if I have to be at all these interviews. And so we got rid of that and we started getting rid of other pieces that just weren't nearly as fun for me until we got down to where we're at now, which is really focused on process and how companies sell uh, and then how that process integrates with how their clients make purchasing decisions, which is a really key piece that a lot of companies forget to think about. Uh, and then I had my second big aha moment. And it was like, oh, Kevin, you're an idiot. You're leaving thousands of dollars on the table. You need to fix this. And what I realized was up to that point, I had been really focused on, I want to be the good consultant. I didn't want to come in with any allegiances to any systems or, or, or products. I wanted to come in and do what was right for the company I was working with. And I realized I was actually not helping them because if I, I already had systems that I loved and I knew how to do and, and make uh, do things really cool for automation. Uh, so I was bringing in other people from other companies to do stuff for them that I knew how to do. And I'm like, well, that's just really dumb. I can, they trust me. If I tell them that they need to use a system, they're gonna use a system and then we can manage it and control it and help them integrate it faster and smoother than having this third party who doesn't really understand what we've been doing with the client already. So we got rid of the, all that partnership stuff and started bringing on CRMs and email automation tools that we could then work with our clients directly. Uh, and that's really where we're at now with Time on Target is really focused on businesses and consultants, uh, influencer type coaches, and helping them figure out how they get their message out faster and how they close deals uh, for more revenue and in a shorter time frame. Wow, that's a that's a really interesting intro. You know, it kind of reminds me of one book where it's um, I think it was Emit Revisited or one of those, but uh, it's talking about you know working on your business, uh, working yep. on the business instead of working in your business, and. Um, you know, I was reading interesting article, I think today or yesterday was talking about, you know, where people are looking for jobs, you know, looking, looking for an employer to pay them when they could actually be, you know, expanding their network. And uh, which brings us to this question is, um, uh, you talk about this idea of networking isn't about growing your business. What do you mean by that? So a lot of people go into networking with this whole idea that they are going to meet a bunch of people and those people are all going to give them money to use their services. So they, they look at it as this, you know, like this uh, prospecting field, you know, where the field of dreams for new clients, where they can go in and they're gonna leave a meeting with a bunch of business people. So when they, when they start talking to someone, they jump right into that pitch. So, but, and that's not what networking's for. You know, networking is really about how you can help the other person. Because networking, when you look at it from a high level, 
Networking is just about relationship building and no one builds a relationship starting off with trying to sell that person something. You know, you uh, even when you are when you're dating and you meet that person, you're like, oh, my God, this is the person I want to marry and spend the rest of my life with. You're trying to help them. Everything you're doing to get them to notice you is stuff that you think will help them and will make them better. And, and you're trying to do things for them and get that attention. You're not trying to sell yourself to them. You know, at least not right away. Yeah. But, you know, and sales is the same way. It's just like, it's a relationship. Sales is just a series, a series of conversations with an outcome. Yeah. And it's, if you know, and it's really focused on how do I help you? And if you're doing that authentically, and when, you know, when I meet you at a networking event and you're telling me what's going on with your business and, you know, what you're trying to accomplish at the event, you know, my first thought is, all right, so how do I help you do that? How do I, who do I need to introduce you to? How do I help you achieve that? Because then when you achieve it, you'll be like, ah, that Kevin guy was freaking brilliant. He connected me to this person. It's all though my issues. God, this is cool. And then you're going to want to talk to me more. And it didn't take anything for me. It didn't take anything away from me to do that. Uh, and that's what networking's about. There's a lot of organizations out there that present networking as just, you know, you help someone else so that they give you stuff in return. You know, and I'm like, oh, that's just gross. That's that's slimy. And it, you should be helping people because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. You know, it, you know, you as an MD, when you went into the medical world and you just thought, I want to be a doctor. It was, I'm, I'm going to make a big guess, but I'm going to guess it wasn't because you thought you were going to get something out of it. You, cause you did it because you wanted to be of service and you wanted to help people and you wanted to make the world a better place. That's the same type of attitude you need to have when you're approaching networking with, you're going to an event. It's like, how many people can I help today? You know, who can I make a connection for? And that's what really has driven the growth of my businesses is that, you know, when I get in front of someone, we dive into their world and I get to learn all kinds of stuff about them. And I start helping right away. I am giving them, hey, here's here's what I would do if I were you. I would set it up this way and do these things. Or, hey, let me introduce you to Christopher Liu. He's this badass MD with this really cool podcast. You need to talk to him. Or, you know, and doing all that type of stuff. So that when they leave, they're like, oh my God, what just happened? And then they're like, how do we do more of this? I'm like, sweet, well, let me tell you how you can work with me. And here's the options. Like, all right, let's do that one. And that's how sales should go. It should be this where you are helping and everyone's so excited to work with you that they just say, yes, I'm in, let's go do this. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, it's really interesting because, uh, you know, I really, you know, to be frank, I, I hate sales people because they're always pushy and yep. always trying to, you know, almost very manipulative. And then, um, so, but it, like, this is like when you talk about, you know, kind of adding value and going first and kind of developing a relationship so you know you may not get a sale like today but maybe you know down the road you may need that person so um and then uh the other question is um so you know we're talking about we'll talk about processes but you know we're talking about sales uh, you you talk about why you should stop trying to close the sale and what you should do instead but um tell us more about that yeah so you, you stop going for the close and go for closure so sales is this ties into that that uh, re, uh, relationship thing that we were just talking about sales is just a series of conversations with an outcome and so many times when when you get in front of a salesperson their only focus is getting to that big outcome at the end yeah 
You know, when you have a conversation with one of your friends, when you have a conversation with your spouse or with your kids or, you know, your family, when you get done with that conversation, there's always a next step. It's never just done. The conversation doesn't just stop. There's always a, hey, all right, so I'll see you Saturday for the potluck or, hey, give me a call Friday so we can uh, confirm uh, air, air times and when we're, we're going to meet at the airport tomorrow morning. You know, all, there's always that next step in the relationship. And, and that's what sales is. You know, when I get done with a uh, first call with a client, if they don't buy right then and there, there's always a next step for us. You know, what happens next? What are they going to do? What am I going to do? And there's that agreement that if something doesn't happen on time, what happens? And they, you know, you know, you and I are in a sales conversation. You say, you're going to get me something by Friday. You know, my next, gonna, my next question is going to be awesome. What happens if you don't? Do I get to call you and say, hey, Christopher, what's up, dude? You were saying you're going to get me this stuff and it's not here. And usually they're like, oh, yes, totally. If I don't get this to you by Friday, it means I spaced out on things. Definitely, please, please call me out on it and make sure that I don't forget. Now you have that permission to follow up and you get rid of that whole concept of, hey, Christopher, it's Kevin. Just calling to see if you made a decision yet, you know, blah, 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 or trying out those really horrible sales techniques. Like, all right, so let's write on the left side of the paper all the pros for doing this today. Now let's go through all the cons. And you can see based on this chart that there's way more pros and you should really do it today. You get rid of all those really horrible sales techniques yeah. that we were taught when, you know, sales controlled the entire conversation. So, you know, as you're going through sales, you, you need to think about, all right, so what's the next step? Is it that we need to have another conversation or is it that I sent you the contract and this work towards the next step in the relationship? Stop worrying about the yes or the no, because in my world, it's either hell yes, we're doing business or no. You know, I don't want, I'm not going to follow up for months with someone's like, well, you know, call me back in two weeks. I'll think about it. Well, all right, let's do this. Let's consider that a no. And if you make a decision at some point that you're ready to go ahead with things, give me a call because I'm not going to do that. Because then that's when you get into that slimy salesperson activity that no one likes. And now it becomes is how do I manipulate them into saying yes and re-engaging with me? You know, they need to be excited to be keep talking to you. If they aren't, you did your job wrong. You know, which, which is interesting because now we're in a, um, we're in a, uh, you know, we're technically a recession. They're not saying it, but, you know, we, we are. And then um, what's interesting is, you know, a lot of businesses, they're having, you know, decreased revenue. And you talk about uh, if they're a business, you don't have a sales problem. You have a business development problem and, um, and no processes. Describe yep. that. So... I do not subscribe to the recession thing, all right? Every recession that's been on the books, every single one, hundreds of new millionaires are made. People make money during recessions. People are still spending money. You just have to be smarter about how you're interacting with people. So, you know, it's it's really important for you to, you know, understand how you're doing your business development so that you're able to, uh, you're getting in front of the right people. And we always talk about that there's three things you need to be doing for business development at all times. You need to be doing the cold reach outs. 
you know, connecting with people on LinkedIn, making cold calls, knocking on doors, whatever it is that's appropriate for your industry. Uh, and then you have to be doing the hand raisers, which is your social media, uh, where you are focusing on getting people to uh, engage with you and say, yes, I want to talk to you and do that stuff. And then you need to be teaching and you need to be on stages and you need to be presenting and present, getting yourself out there as the expert. So people are like, oh, that Christopher Lou, he's the one we need to go talk to. And then they start asking you for your advice and you get to start engaging with them. So you have to have this really well-rounded business development activity. Most people will do just one thing, you know, and they'll say, yep, I am, I get all my business from networking. Well, awesome. How did that work for you in March of 2020 when all the networking stuff stopped? The all the in-person networking was just gone. You know, and a lot of people were just, you know, like, what up now? What do I do? That's how we launched Success Champion Networking, because we needed a good virtual way for businesses to network. Transitioning the in-person models onto Zoom didn't work. Hmm. Now you're just sitting on a Zoom meeting for 90 minutes, listening to other people talk and not actually networking. So, you know, that's what SCN came from was the way. All right. So how do you actually network on Zoom effectively? So you're getting value out of spending time in this virtual environment. So you have to be doing all three things and doing it in, uh, consistently so that you don't have an issue if one of them is having a down week. You know, cold calling. I, I hated knocking on doors. I would much rather sit on a phone and dial when I was a corporate rep. So that was part of my thing. But there would be slumps where I'd be like, oh, it's been two weeks. I haven't got a single freaking appointment from cold calling. Thank God I had networking and I had other things going on where I was still filling my pipeline. Because if I didn't, I'd be like closing stuff and not replacing it in the funnel, which is bad. So you've got to have that well-rounded, well-designed business development plan. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and you need to, I like, I really resonate with a lot of what you're talking about, you know, keeping the pipeline and funnels and co consistently adding value and, you know, diversifying distribution channels. I read through your background and what's interesting is that, um, you know, you, you are, you seem to be very extroverted. What I gather is you're probably, um, you know, combination of like um, introvert, extrovert, but you had, um, you know, tell us how introverts can actually survive in today's extroverted world so i am very much an introvert so uh when i do the disc assessments i will always end up i can't be any further in that bottom left corner of the at, at c than and then possible so i'm very much that high c personality so very introverted love details love uh, you know wanting to know how things work why things work i will read the entire email when people send me that stuff uh, so that's kind of me the, the misnomer about introverts is that we are, we're antisocial and we hate people. So we, you know, there are some people who are just so introverted that they do have some social anxiety issues. And that, that is a true thing. So I don't want to diminish that out there. But for most of us, it, it's really about how we recharge and what, what takes our energy. You know, uh, my business partner, Donnie, is an extrovert. So if we're driving across country or doing a long drive, I am completely fine sitting there and not talking. It does not bother me. Him, it's going to drive him completely nuts because there needs to be some sort of engagement, something going on. So, you know, I have to bring myself, my personality up a little bit so that I can make sure I'm engaging and we're having conversations and, and, and I'm not just sitting there just, you know, enjoying quiet time <laughs> and recharging my batteries. 
That's the same with, you know, we can do networking events, but afterwards we're usually like, all right, I need to recharge. I'm good. I can't do a networking event every day, all week for weeks on end, because uh, I'm, I'm going to burn out. And I'm just eventually at some point, I'm just going to be a vegetable and be like, oh, just leave me alone. Whereas your extroverts need to do all the stuff. They need to be the center of attention. They need to be in chaos. All that excitement gives them energy. So it, that's really what the introvert extrovert thing is. Now, as an introvert, we have some really good, uh, good skills that we've learned as introverts. One of them is listening. Because normally, you know, especially with like big family gatherings as a kid, you probably didn't want to join in because uh, you didn't want to be that kid. Uh, you didn't want to be the center of attention. My mama always tried to make me play piano for the relatives. I'm like, yeah, no, this, no, no, mom, stop. Like, we don't need to do that. And that was the introvert in me, not wanting to be on on display. But we'd sit there and we'd learn how to listen, and we'd we'd figure that skill set out. So we're thinkers and analyzers. So and that's a huge superpower for salespeople, especially in detail-driven sales uh, environments like technology where we can sit and listen and ask questions and let the other person talk, which is what you should be doing in sales anyway, by the way, let the client talk and tell us stuff. And then we can be formulating what the solution looks like and we can be putting plans together in our head as we go. So as we get to the point of the sales call, we're at, all right, let's talk about how you actually fix that. Can I give you some ideas? And now I can give them all these really cool things that they can do that have to be things that my company can do for them, but I'm giving them the framework so, so they can do it on their own. And then they're like, oh, this is really cool. But it's the ability to ask the really the good questions and, and hear the answer and then think, I need to know more about that. And being able to dive in and pull more information out so we can actually put together a solution and not just focus on, oh, features, you, you know, you need to buy this because it does this thing. It's really cool. And, and that's one of the really thing, the things that really makes introverts really good at sales. And that's one of the reasons you're going to find them more in technology, because there's so much detail that we need to track that we can do it. And there's that, hey, how does this? How does this component connect to this component? And you know, what do we need to have? There's all that level of finesse that we excel at. So, you know, that, and that's where I did most of my sales, by the way, was in the tech field. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I've really enjoyed this conversation. And, um, and I know a lot of the audience who are introverted, I'm introverted myself. I just force myself to, you know, be extroverted when I need to. And, yep. uh, and so is that a, is that a common thing in the medical practice or most uh, medical professionals introverts or most of them extroverts? I, I've never, this is really interesting. I've never had this conversation with anyone. So, well, um, well, it's actually a spectrum because, you know, because there's, you know, there's so many different specialties and yep. they, they attract different um, personalities, but okay, um, there are certain specialties where it, it um, favors introversion, like, you know, pathology, radiology, you know, pa patient people contact. You know, if you're if you're a surgeon or you know you're like um, one of these more where you have to interact with people, you need to develop a extroversion. You have to be able to talk to people, communicate, and so that's a little bit. Um, but uh, in general, I mean, in general, you know, physicians they spend the whole spectrum. So you have okay, are you have huge extroverts that just want to be the life of the party, and then there's introverts, and you just have to leverage your different skills and talents accordingly so but there are certain specialties that favor certain personalities interesting that's, that's very cool i hadn't haven't hadn't really thought about that before
how can people follow you? I know you're on YouTube. You know, you, you mentioned、um, how can they contact you? I, I know a lot of people will be interested in, in、uh, finding more about you. Sure.、Uh, easiest way is find me on LinkedIn、uh, and follow me or connect with me there. That'd be awesome. You can also subscribe to my podcast, Growth Mode. It's me and my business partner, Donnie Bovine,、uh, co founder of Success Champion Networking with me, where we talk about business development and growing and scaling your business. So we get into all kinds of stuff, not just sales and marketing, but we do a lot of stuff on mindset and processes. Uh, and mental health for you as a business owner, entrepreneur. So it's a really cool conversation. He's an extrovert. I'm an introvert. So we, we kind of take it from our different viewpoints and have some really cool conversations. But we're on YouTube and on your favorite podcast、uh, distributor. So And for all the, all the audience out there listening, you know, hopefully Kevin's points and talks resonate with you. And definitely go out and check his channels that I'm going to do as well. And,、um, You know,、um, thanks so much, and we look forward to、uh, hearing more about your future success. Cool. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I really enjoyed our conversation.